Tonight, I'll be talking about multiple encounters with shadow people, a ghost cat, and a possible glitch in the Matrix that blocks out the sun. These experiences and many more, coming up on this edition of Paranormal Mysteries. Thank you for joining me as always, and welcome. I am your host, Nick Ryan. Before I start tonight's show, I'd like to recognize Katarzyna, AR, and Janelle for their contributions on Patreon. Thank you so much for your generosity. And of course, the show wouldn't be possible without all of my amazing listeners around the world. I can't tell you how much I appreciate all of your continued support. And now... Let's begin with our first experience of the night, which comes to us from Taryn. And Taryn's story is called, My Personal Experience with Shadow People. Taryn says, Hello. First of all, I want to say that I have no pictures to show you, so you can choose to believe me or not. It's your choice. I'm not here to make that decision for you. Simply to tell you my story. So, even from a young age, I've always felt different in some capacity, whether that's having very vivid and horrifying nightmares or seeing things in my general area while I sat on the floor. Growing up, I'd see lights in the sky that aren't explainable, seeing shapes and eyes in the dark with my friends, but that's not what this is about. This story is about my experience with a shadow figure. I deeply believe that these beings are real, not only that, but they feed on sadness and other negative emotions. And my reason for this is I only started seeing this after my parents broke up. I was 13 at the time. It started very nonchalant to begin with. As frightening as it was for a 13-year-old to see a black, translucent person standing ominously in front of them, it didn't feel threatening. At least not at that stage anyway. For the first year or so, it would only observe. It would stand in various areas around my house and or places that I frequented, like school, friends' houses, etc. However, it was very rarely inside of buildings, only usually outside in open places or peering around walls, bushes, and sometimes trees. No one else could see it but me, so of course that was unnerving. I don't know what the turning point was, but it was getting closer to me. At first it used to stand in the field staring up at my window, almost as if it was hoping that I would look outside, whereas now it was in my back garden instead, or rather standing in the playground at school, in the open. It would be waiting by the building, but still visible to me through the window. I could feel its presence getting closer to me, but not only that, the atmosphere would also change every time I'd see it, and I'd have what I can only describe as a panic attack, but it didn't feel the same. I was frozen and hyperventilating, my eyes transfixed on its featureless phase. Time seemed to slow down around me, but soon I would then have what I called a three-second window for me to, quote-unquote, escape the best I could, whether that was simply shutting the curtain in my room and jumping into my bed under the covers, or ducking down in the kitchen and crawling out after seeing it outside the window across the street. This isn't the only time that I've had these prompts, and typically before, it would appear to me if I was outside and suddenly I would feel a chill, 
closely followed by the sensation of wind on my skin. But when I looked up to the trees or anything else easily capable of moving, it would be still. Instead, I would just feel the wind specifically around me, as if it was zoning in on me, you could say. This would send me straight into action, and I would run home if I was out with my friends or in any building that I thought would be safe if I wasn't near my house. This would happen every now and then for over a year or two, but the timeline is hard to remember. This was until a point it got too close to me for what I assume was its own good. One night as I was just getting ready to go to sleep, I closed my eyes. I should note that I was sleeping with my bedroom lamp on for obvious reasons. Within a few minutes, I would say I heard a big echoey thud just feet away from my bed. My eyes opened immediately scanning the room until it locked on the black shadowy figure standing across the room from me. It was staring down at the guitar that I assume it had just knocked over, creating the noise, almost concerned about it. It realized I was awake and that I was looking straight at it. It turned to me and then slowly dissipated and then vanished before my very eyes. I laid there frozen in fear staring at where this being had just been standing, and for the first time to my knowledge, it had been in my house. My one safe haven had now been infiltrated. I shouted for my mom, to which she came upstairs and I explained what had happened, but despite her reservations, she did believe that something must have happened, otherwise why would the guitar be on the floor? She had also just checked on me moments before and knew that I was asleep. She would have heard me get up afterwards since the floorboards in bed were squeaky. However, she heard nothing but the thud of the guitar, so she almost had to believe me. Fast forward a few months after that, and seeing this being was very on and off. Some days I'd see it more than once in a day, but other times I could go weeks without seeing it at all almost to the point of forgetting that it was present in my life. And this is the major experience that I've been wanting to tell you. It was a normal school day, and I was sitting in Spanish class, a lesson that I typically enjoyed. And suddenly I felt a kind of pull, which is the best way I know how to describe it. It wasn't physical, though, almost like my soul and entire being was being pulled somewhere. But I didn't know how or why. I ignored it at first, but it persisted until I slowly started to zone out. Then every sound around me slowly faded, as did my vision. Then I realized what was happening. The best way I can describe the scenery is, it was a large green field covered with grass, and the sky was blue, almost eerily similar to the old window's background. But that wasn't my concern. Instead, as I turned around to understand my surroundings and where I was, I saw it. It was right there, behind me. It was a massive, towering, black humanoid mass staring down at me. Again, I froze with fear, and time seemingly stopped once again. But this time, I had no escape. It reached out with its long arm and grabbed me by the throat in a quick motion, raising me above the ground. But just as it did so, another sensation washed over me. It was a building type of feeling until a massive force was expelled from both of us, sending both me and the entity flying in opposite directions. A large orange-colored ring emanated from the source of where we had been standing and rippled across the landscape similar to when you drop a pebble in a pond. Realizing I was freed, the being desperately crawled and clawed toward me, and I then closed my eyes, accepting my inevitable fate. 
but the sound of my teacher burst into my ears, and I opened my eyes to find that I was back in the classroom, unharmed. I scanned around the room to make sure I was really safe, and my classmate even asked if I was okay, and he said that I seemed to have zoned out, but that I looked scared. I told him that I was okay and just tired, and I went back to focusing on the lesson. But I will never be able to forget that day, and what happened. After speaking with a friend of mine about it recently, she told me that I could have potentially and mistakenly astral-projected to this world that this being lives in, which wouldn't have been the first time I've astral-projected by mistake. But that's another story for another time. After this, again the sightings were sporadic. It seemed to follow me even when I was traveling with family. I once even saw it in my ex-girlfriend's apartment while I was hugging her in bed and of course her back was toward the doorway where I saw it. This would happen for another few years to the point of me even seeing it at work inside the building, but I could never see it on the cameras. I'm 23 now, and I haven't seen it for a long time, but recently the nature of my job role has changed, and I now have to walk to work at 5.30 in the morning. It's a 25-minute walk, and it's pitch black except for some streetlights dotted down the road. I can assuredly tell you that I never feel alone, and often I feel the wind rushing around myself, and I see the trees are still. I hear rustling in the bushes and trees behind and next to me, whispers from the darkness, and leaves on the floor seem to follow my exact path, again with no feeling of the wind blowing anywhere but around me. I constantly feel an overwhelming sense of dread with the anticipation of evil around me, so maybe it's the being's way of letting me know that even though I haven't seen it in over two years now, it's still here, and it's still watching me. Our next experience of the night comes to us from Eric, and Eric's story is called Glitch in the Matrix. Eric says, Hello there, I would like to share this strange event with you in hopes of receiving an answer. This event was witnessed by at least five people, including myself, that I'm aware of. This strange event occurred a few weeks ago on a Saturday at around 1.30 p.m. It was a bright, sunny day with no clouds in sight. Our home was brightly lit by the sunlight, and we were cleaning and organizing our kitchen, when all of a sudden the sunlight seemed to have switched off. For a few seconds it was a dark purple-bluish hue, and before our minds were able to register this incident, poof there was sunlight. We were shocked by this event and we ran outside to see what had happened. I speculated that a plane had flown over our home, but as my mother pointed out, no airplane has the capacity to entirely cover the sunlight. Later that day, I spoke with a dear friend whom I mentioned the story to. They too experienced this strange event in their home the prior day to our experience. I have no idea what to make of this, or perhaps God is giving us a sign that our time is near. I have searched for an answer, thinking that maybe it was a satellite or some other man-made object. From our perspective, it looked like the sun was either completely covered or it was switched off. It did not look like something passed over our home, casting a shadow. I hope that there is someone out there that may have an explanation to this. Or perhaps it was a glitch in our matrix. I contacted Eric to get more information on the time of day and location where this event took place, and once I get more information on the report, I'll be sure to post it on the show. 
Before I continue, remember that you can share your experience with me through email or voice message at paranormalmysteriespodcast.com or at sharemyevp.com. And if you're interested in showing your support, please consider following and sharing the podcast. You can also help by giving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. You can also support me on Patreon, buy me a coffee, or PayPal by making a one-time donation, or by becoming a member where you can listen to every episode ad-free. If you're looking for additional ways to get involved, please visit our website and join the forum, and be sure to follow me on social media for show updates and future content. And of course, links to all of my contact and support information can be found in the show notes. Our next experience of the night comes to us from Madeline, and Madeline's experience is called Strange Shadowy Black Figures. Madeline says, Hi Nick, I just started watching your podcast a few months ago, and I really enjoy it. I've been wanting to share my story, and I finally decided it's time. I was around 11 or 12 when I went on a walk around my neighborhood with my dogs and my dad. We live in a very large neighborhood with a golf course located inside. It was almost dark when we started the walk, maybe around 8.45 p.m. We started down the side of the road, and I get uneasy feelings very often while walking at night, and usually there has been nothing. But this time, I saw something. We walked down one side of the golf course and crossed the road to the other side, and it was now completely dark. Normally no one walks on the golf course at night since you can't really see anything without a flashlight and it was late when we walk. Me and my dad have very good vision at night so we never use a flashlight. We are walking down the middle of the course when I see two seemingly tall people, maybe 5'8 or 5'9. They were all in black with no color and I would have been able to see details from how close I was to them but I couldn't make out anything. Just black. I suddenly feel the hairs on my arms and neck stand up while watching these people. They never look, wave, or anything, which I found unusual since people in my neighborhood are very friendly, and they always wave. But these people just kept walking. I kept on talking to my dad and trying to get rid of the uneasy feeling while still staring at these people. I then looked away for one second to fix my dog's leash, and they were gone. It's like they disappeared into thin air. I then asked my dad if he had seen the people, and he was clueless about the whole ordeal. My dogs normally bark at people that close, but even they didn't seem to see them. I was the only one who saw it. It's not like they could have gone behind a tree or into a house, because it was a flat piece of land with only the golf course flagpole nearby. They just disappeared, but I swear that they were there. It left me shook for the rest of the night, and I haven't told anyone what I saw but my dad and my best friend. I Google searched the next morning, and all I found was shadow people. But I don't know. I have another story about another encounter with black figures before this one, but it's shorter and for another time. Thank you for reading my story, and have a nice day. Madeline Our next experience comes to us from Lord Will, and Lord Will says, Hello Nick, ever since I found your podcast I have become a faithful listener. I have submitted stories. I have even been able to have email chats with other listeners and hopefully been able to help them just as you have helped all of us. 
Sometimes we just need an outlet to get a story off our chest. Sometimes we want information. And sometimes we really need the help of others. I am so thankful for your podcast. There is no judgment, no ridicule, no teasing. So I am sure I speak for all of the other listeners when I say, Thank you, Nick. Now, as promised in a previous email, here are the stories of Milo the Cat and the Mimic. I don't remember when the Mimic actually began to be with me, but I remember strange occurrences all my life. I call it a Mimic, but sometimes it's more like an echo. I will hear someone call my name, and it's always a familiar voice like my mother or my sister, and then later in life it was my wife or my kids. The thing is, whenever I went to see what they were calling me for, they would say they never called me, or they were not even there. Later in life, I would even see someone I know walk by in the house down the hall or up the stairs. It was just a glimpse of them out of the corner of my eye, but it was enough to know that I definitely saw them. However, then I would see them in a different place in the house and ask, Didn't I just see you back there? And of course, the answer was always no. Eventually, my wife and kids started experiencing the same things in our homes, so I would simply tell them, Don't worry, that's just the mimic. Over the years, my family and I have not felt anything evil from the mimic. At least, not yet. This is my next story. My family is a cat family. We love our feline family members very much. They are always allowed to freely roam our home day and night. I mean, it's their home too. The reason I mention this will be clear later in the story. There was this one house that we lived in, about a mile away from the house that I call the corner house, and I will call this house the very active house. This house had an upstairs room that was boarded up that our landlord told us to stay out of. Every night we would hear someone in cowboy boots walking around in there. This house had shadow people being seen all the time, but worst of all was the basement. There was one corner in the far back that the light would never reach and this was where my kids and I could swear that we always heard growling. So anyway, one day my wife was walking into the dining room to set the table for dinner, and I heard her kind of screech. It was kind of like a half gasp, half scream. I ran out to see what had happened, thinking that maybe it was a spider or a mouse. However, she just pointed to the table and said, A cat just jumped from that countertop to the table. I looked at her confused, trying to ask her which one of our cats it was, and wondering why this would have scared her. But she then said, It was a big fluffy white cat, and when it hit the table, it disappeared. After that sighting, we began to occasionally feel a cat rub up against our leg for attention. But of course, when we would reach down to pet them, there would be no cat. Our cats love to climb into bed in the middle of the night sometimes, and lay either with us or on us. We began to feel a cat come in and climb on us to cuddle up and sleep, but whenever we reached over to hug them, there would be no cat. We began to accept that we just happened to have a new cat in the family, that we just couldn't see. One really nice summer day, I was sitting out on the front porch when a man walked by and just happened to ask, So, how do you like living here? For a second, I thought, what an odd question, but then I thought, well, maybe he knows something. So I replied, it's great if you like weird spooky things. He then laughed and said, I know what you mean. I used to live here. With that, I took a chance and asked, Have you ever seen a ghost cat? This question kind of startled him, 
and he asked me to describe the cat. As I did so, the man started to tear up a little, and then he slowly smiled. He said, that would be Milo. He passed away while I lived here. I'm glad that he found a nice family to stay with. But then he asked me a question that still scares me to this day. When I remember the fear in his voice, I get goosebumps, literally, right now. He asked me, have you seen or heard the demon dog in the basement? I then told him about the growling. Now, before I continue with Lord Will's experience, be warned that it involves animal cruelty, and listener discretion is advised. Lord Will goes on to say, The story he told me is a horrible one. Apparently the people that lived in the very active house had dogs and used them in dog fights. They would keep these dogs down in the basement and treat them horribly, and even partially starve them to make them mean. One day they didn't lock up all of the cages properly, and one of the dogs got out and somehow tore open the other cages, and it killed the other dogs. I'm not sure how many dogs there were, but the next day when they went back to check on the dogs, they were attacked, and had to shoot the killer dog. When the police came in, it was a horrible mess to clean, and arrests to make, and probably a lot of stitches for the man that got attacked. As for the house, it ended up with a demon dog spirit, in the deepest, darkest corner of the basement. Thank you again, Nick, for all that you do for us paranormalized people out there. Your friendly neighborhood spooky man, Lord Will. Our next experience also comes from Lord Will. And he says, Hello, Nick. I am writing to you to share an experience that I recently had while in the hospital. It does deal with some bad news for myself. But I am okay if you share this story with your listeners. This past Monday, January 23rd, 2023, I had a routine doctor's visit in which some routine blood work was being done. That night, around 8 p.m., I received a call from my doctor telling me that he needed me to get to the hospital emergency room immediately. Although my blood work came back looking perfect, there was one number that was very concerning. My blood platelet level was at 1,000 and a normal level is at 200,000. Now, because everything else on the panel looked absolutely perfect, it was possible that it was simply an error, but unfortunately, it was not. It took me until Thursday, January 26, 2023, before my levels got to a 100,000, and they were comfortable with letting me go home. I will be seeing an oncologist on February 6th of 2023 to find out the results of the special blood tests that they have to run. If those numbers come back weird, my next step will be a bone marrow biopsy. So, I will start by saying that if you do share this with your listeners, I am openly asking for prayers, good thoughts, and positive vibes, or whatever they believe in, I will accept, because I appreciate and believe in them all. Now, for what happened. On my second night in the ICU room, of course around 2.30 a.m., I couldn't sleep due to the nurses having to change the things they were pumping into my IV. After they left my room, I felt this chill. Now this room was a hot room, so much so that I had been asking for a fan. However, that night, there was an icy chill. Then, out of the corner of my eye, I see a white, wispy, cloud-like ribbon floating around, maybe six feet to the right of my bed. I watch it from my peripheral for a good two minutes, knowing that when I look directly at it, it will disappear. Then it floats off and out the window. 
You may be thinking, what was I on? But I guarantee you the only things being put into my body were fresh platelets and plasma. No drugs. The next day I got the chance to ask one of my nurses if she had seen anything paranormal during her time working on the ICU floor. To my surprise, her only personal story in her one and a half years of being there was that they have one room on the floor in which the lights will turn on and off on their own. However, she did tell me about the abandoned halls in the hospital, in which many of the nurses on every floor at one time or another while working there will get a dare to walk down one of these abandoned or closed-off areas, and they always come back with some creepy tales. So it would seem that my local hospital, like most hospitals, is haunted. Thank you for letting me share with you, and even your listeners. I promise to keep you up to date on anything paranormal as well as my current health situation. Your fellow fear follower, Lord Will. Lord Will updated me after writing this email, and thankfully it appears that he doesn't have cancer, but he does have some medical issues that will be difficult to manage moving forward. I hope you'll all join me in sending Lord Will and his family positive vibes, as well as prayers for a speedy recovery. As I bring tonight's episode to an end, I'd like to thank Taryn, Eric, Madeline, and of course, Lord Will for sharing their experiences. And remember that if you have a story to share with me, you can find links to all of my contact information in the show notes. Until next time, thank you all for listening, and I look forward to having you back here for my next episode as we continue our journey into the unexplained, right here on Paranormal Mysteries.